0: Call right now. That number is 800 485 6003.
1: Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready?
2: Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. We've got a lot to get into today. Brand new week here on the program. And, of course, tonight is the Raw show. It is the go-home show, the go-home Raw show for Survivor Series. Obviously, this coming Friday night, go-home show for Survivor Series for SmackDown. And I guess Wednesday is the NXT go-home show for Survivor Series. We got lineups for all of those shows, and in fact, we have got a well. We got a match that I guess is designed to irritate me on Raw tonight. That being a Natalia versus Asuka match. I think somewhere, somewhere, I read non-title, like there was a possibility it might be a title match. Neither of them has a single title, but of course, Natalia tapped out Asuka. The, in a in a tag team match, I might add, in a non-title match. She never got a championship match out of it. But now she gets a singles match with Asuka with nothing on the line. I guess that's how we're, they're following up that situation there. But we've got a lineup for Raw tonight. We've got a lineup for NXT. We've got a lineup for uh, SmackDown on Friday, at least thus far. AEW as well. And we also have the full card at this moment for the Survivor Series. And if you've been paying attention... There's a lot of stuff going on in this Survivor Series match that, quite frankly, we still have no idea what's going on. We have got a Team Raw for the 5-on-5-on-5 Women's Survivor Series Elimination match. No members of Team Raw. No members of Team NXT. We've got the 5-on-5-on-5 Men's Survivor Series Elimination match. No members for Team NXT. We're just trying to find out what's going on. So I presume we're going to know more tonight. I mean, it's the go-home show. But at this moment, we are just waiting. So we could talk about that today. Some news, the return of Bash at the Beach, the Jericho Cruise. We'll talk about a free Jericho interview that you can hear on our website right now. And so much more. Mike Semperviv joins us after the break, and we will pick it up then. Back in a moment, Wrestling Observer Live.
3: and buy more, save more. Take an extra 20% off when you spend $100 or more. Or take 15% off. Plus, take an extra 15% off your $50 home sale purchase. Plus, get Kohl's Cash. Right now at Kohl's.
4: Select styles. Offers valid October 10th through 20th. 15 and 20% offers with promo code October. 15% off $50 home offer with promo code HOME15.
3: Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details.
1: Hey, travelers.
0: That's 855-325-1780.
5: Football and basketball seasons are in full swing. So get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, betonline.ag. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit to start betting college or professional sports. Every spread, every total, every winner or loser. Straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through the season. You can even bet on wild proposition bets, like who will be the first head coach to get fired or who will win the NBA MVP. Get the fastest to market odds, updates, and payouts with our new sportsbook partners, betonline.ag. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use promo code COACH55. That's COACH55 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports
2: Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Got a lot to get into here today. I want to read this tweet from CM Punk. Actually, before I read this tweet, before I read this tweet, mm-hmm. it's from the Daily Update, WrestlingObserver.com. Ratings all week will be interesting. Monday night goes against the Los Angeles Chargers versus Kansas City Chiefs, which is not a big game, so in theory it should bounce back to above the levels of the last few weeks. Tuesday, Tuesday is the first CM Punk full show appearance. On WWE Backstage. Wednesday is a loaded in-ring for AEW, and it's not coming off a pay-per-view. If the number stays in the same range, that would be a good sign. We will see what the pay-per-view bump does or does not mean for them. NXT should have main roster talents since they are in the country, and it makes sense. SmackDown, we find out if Friday was just a bad week or a pattern. Right now, the lower numbers for Raw and SmackDown are still... I think he's meaning fine to me. Raw was expected based on unique competition. SmackDown was way down. But it's only one week. Follows two good weeks. So a few things. First off, my prediction. And I have been wrong before. But this is my prediction for Wednesday night. I think that AEW is going to be in the same range. And I'm going to tell you why. I know there is not a huge amount of flipping back and forth between AEW and NXT among fans. But when the... AEW went off the show. When the show went off the air on Wednesday, about 200,000 people switched and watched the end of NXT. So I think there are around 200,000 fans that are interested in both shows. And I feel that they are more interested in AEW right now. That's why they watched all of AEW and then they switched to NXT. Now, if you remember uh, two weeks ago, when AJ Styles and the OC showed up on NXT. They didn't advertise in advance, and as a result, the NXT show started normal. And then AJ and the OC showed up, and over the course of the next hour, word got out that AJ and the OC were going to wrestle in the main event. And what happened was, the NXT rating turned around and grew throughout the rest of the show, And the AEW number pretty much fell off from that point. So I think that over the course of those two hours, I think those few hundred thousand, a fair number of those few hundred thousand fans, decided that they were going to watch NXT live instead to see AJ and the OC. Now, I think that they saw it, And as a result of the follow-up on Raw and SmackDown, if you look at the numbers this week, I think that those fans are now over it. And I think that what's going to happen is, I don't even know if they advertise anybody for NXT this week, if they're actually going to see a big ratings bump for NXT. I think that that fans are over this invasion. They've beaten the NXT people on TV for two straight shows now. I don't imagine that's going to change this week. So... I think that this is going to be, I could be wrong, I believe that this is going to be the number that AEW and NXT are going to settle at, the number from this past Wednesday. I think they're going to settle it at this number for a while. Hopefully they will both grow as the weeks and months go on, but I think that this is going to be where they're going to fall. That's my prediction. We'll see. In other words, I don't think it was a pay-per-view bump.
6: Nah, I'm still not willing to make any calls on truly anything. You know, we're going to have the holidays coming up, which is going to cause panic and, you know, havoc to the the numbers, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, at least slightly. It's going to have to mess them up a little bit. I, it's still, when we get to the first quarter of next year, I mean, we're going to have a great idea of what patterns are and the demographics and who is doing what. And obviously, we know AEW is, is doing some dutiful research into how people view their shows and who's doing it and how they're watching it and are they doing it together and all that sort of stuff. And WWE does the same thing. Uh, But we'll actually, we'll see with these new products and these new elements on cable network television, exactly how things flush out. But I think, you know, it's fun to to banter these things about here back and forth, but I I don't know. Again, I don't know if we really know anything other than inside the moment here. Who's to say if they say that whatever, whoever is coming, AJ Styles, on top of that, Seth Rollins might show up in NXT or something like that. You don't know if they mention a name or if they plan out something that... Whether it's going to hit or not until it hits. So I think you're, you're making the prediction before you even know what they're going to do this week. And AEW's already played one card, which is Nick Jackson against Phoenix in the same way that NXT did last week with Leo Rush and, and Garza to, to top the show. So, you know, the, the ball is right now in WWE and NXT's court. And we'll see what they actually do tonight on Raw and what they do in the next two days building into to Wednesday. But I think it's just a little bit too early to make any absolutes on how it's, everything's going to settle in.
2: I'm not making an absolute. I'm making a prediction. I'm going to tell you more information about why I'm making this prediction right here. Mm -hmm. So two weeks ago, these are the ratings for AEW, just the opening quarter. Okay, the opening quarter two weeks ago was the Kenny Omega promo, John Moxley, Michael Nakazawa, and the Moxley promo. I guess that was uh, that was this week. Okay, so the show this week opened at one. 0.080 million viewers, okay? Remember that. Basically, 1.1 million, all right? That was following the pay-per-view. So two weeks ago, which would have been the go-home show for the pay-per-view, the AW show, if I can scroll down 5,000 words right here in the Observer, the AW show, the go-home show, opened up, let's see here, the first quarter... 976000 so basically a million, okay? So two weeks ago, they opened at about a million, and following the pay-per-view, they opened at 1.1 million. So basically we're talking if there was a pay-per-view bump, at most it was like 100,000 people. The reason the number was so much higher this week was because they had a massive turnoff on the go-home show, and they did not have a massive turnoff on this show. So that's why my prediction remains as it is. They open at about a million every week. It's just, does the show rise or fall? And I feel like the show fell a lot two weeks ago because of AJ and the OC. And well, I feel they- that we've been there, done that with this invasion, and I don't think it's going to affect AEW again. But we'll see.
6: I, I'm, I'm giving it a little bit more time here, but you know, thinking that, okay, this is where we're going to settle in at, what do you think – the high water mark. What do you think the peak is now? Then for AEW, when you you kind of have to throw out the first initial week, you know. But judging from there, how things have gone, what do you think their peak is then? Right now, what do you right think now? the peak for these shows is combined? Yeah, uh, I think that if a- we're looking at maybe two million
2: people that are watching, because we're thinking what it's 900? about one point seven. Okay, yeah, so I'm thinking a- the AEW is going to be right around a million, and NXT is going to be right around seven hundred fifty thousand. And I think that's where they're going to stay, largely. It's going to go a little up, a little down. Would it
6: be fair to say, at least, and I'm just throwing this out there, would it be a fair estimate to say their their ceiling is probably, what, 1.4 million, which was the traditional... Well, there is, I mean, there's
2: no ceiling right now. We don't even... No, but...
0: But yeah, to
6: be they... obviously we don't know. I mean, yeah, a zillion people could turn on, you know, in the next couple of weeks here, but I mean the reality of the situation is I'm just kind of thinking it's like it's interesting that historically the high water mark for TNA would always be that one point one rating to one point four, you know, around one point four million people at their height. And it kinda of, it's funny that No matter what happens here, we're talking about NXT and AEW being a little bit higher on the scale. Like, that seems to be what their ceiling is right now, too. At least to me, if things are going to settle in at about 900,000 for their average viewing.
2: Well, the reality is, and people are going to get very mad about this, but 1.1 million viewers in 2019 is more impressive than 1.4, 1.5 million viewers in 2010. And... You know The reason we made fun of TNA's numbers was because they were stuck at that number for like seven years or something crazy. It never budged. I mean, we're only five weeks in here, so I'm not even going to predict any sort of ceiling. I mean, we're way too early to predict that. But anyway, the other point I wanted to make was Tuesday, CM Punk is on WWE backstage. And a couple of weeks ago, the show did 49,000 viewers. Last week, it did 100,000 viewers. CM Punk showed up at the very end of the show. And so, obviously, the question is, what is he going to mean for this show? Now, I've had some absolutely crazy people predicting the show's going to beat Raw. It ain't going to come nowhere near Raw. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't even think this is going out on a limb. It ain't going to come anywhere close to when SmackDown was on FS1, and that was 880,000 viewers. I mean, maybe
6: it'll beat the Wrangler uh, NFR preview show.
2: Maybe 150,000. Maybe I don't know. But anyway, Sam Punk went on Twitter, and he has told us a little bit about what he's going to be talking about on the show, or his mindset. And I'm going to read that when we come back from the break. Wrestling Observer Live. They're going to rip
1: it off. Taking that time right behind my back.
0: Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call.
3: and tells you when to buy, what to buy and when to sell any stock to maximize your profits in less than 10 minutes a day. And if you call right now you can test drive our amazing vector vest system risk free for 30 days for just
0: 9.95. 800-584-2519 800-584-2519 800-584-2519. That's 800-584-2519.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. We go.
2: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. If you want to send us a text message here today, 425 780 7566 is the number. No phone calls here today. Got a lot of news to get into, and somebody had sent a question to the mailbag a little while ago. I don't think I even read it on the show, but basically it said that CM Punk has been gone since 2014. And for a lot of that period, he wanted absolutely nothing to do with wrestling. And the question was basically, when this guy comes back and he does this show for FS1, is he going to be like totally out of touch? Because there have been a lot of people that have left the business. They've been gone three, four years. And they come back, and they are out to lunch. It's happened many times historically. And the business has changed a lot since 2014. Well, I don't know if the guy's going to be out of touch, but I do know that on Twitter he said, it is weird trying to catch up on five-plus years of wrestling. I am doing what I can. So he is admitting, we'll find out tomorrow tomorrow, But he is admitting that he hasn't even been following wrestling for five-plus years. I mean, I'm sure he has a general idea of what's going on, but this is going to be a guy who basically has been on the very, very, very fringes of paying attention to wrestling, and he's going to come back and he's going to be giving his opinions on the modern business. So maybe he'll be great. Maybe he will catch up. Maybe he'll be embarrassing. But what he has said is, there's bright spots, mostly women from what I can tell. There is bad too, capital B-A-D. I'm going to talk about it, and no one is safe. Mm. Join us. And he has tagged, are you ready for this? Sure. Renee Young, mm-hmm. this WWE on Fox account, which is hilariously preposterous, <laughs> Booker T, Yeah. Page. Uh-huh. Vince McMahon huh? and Tony Khan. The, what? So, yeah, we'll see what happens tomorrow, everybody. He's mm. he's promising pipe bombs every Tuesday here on this show. Spicy. We'll see yes. if we get it. Mm. I'm skeptical. I would have him uh do more of
6: the uh the uh the human interviews, uh, the the human interviews, the the human interest things, the the interviews, the talking to people, I mean, I know that you need to have CM Punk back there and I, I know you wanna kinda spice up the the ratings for the show and the interest for the show and drum up interest by having CM Punk's gonna just unleash. It's like just, I mean, can we work him back in a little bit slowly? Can you have him talk to maybe some people on the roster, like that sort of thing? Like, hey, you know, it's an interesting being back. There's so many stories that you could tell, and there are so many ways you could utilize him without just throwing him out there and having him be just another talking head that's going to, you know, add a bunch of, of nonsense up into the air. And not to, to, you know, crap on his opinion or anything like that, but, I mean, you know, for a guy that's admittedly, if he hasn't been in the mix all that much, I guess there's just – I would have thought there were other ways to introduce him, and I thought – I wouldn't surprise that that's the role he's going to play. I thought just his presence on there was going to be enough to build around. You have Renee and Booker T, you have Paige there, other guests rotating in and out. I just would have figured utilizing him in a little bit of a different role would have been the way to go. But, hey, I mean, that's – people love hot conversation and hot topics and hot takes and that – Stephen A. Smith nonsense. I mean, it's what makes sports radio go around and it, it frankly is painful much of the time, depending on who's doing it. Uh, but that's the route that they want to take and that's the way they they figured that they can drum up and keep ratings, so that's what they're gonna do. I just don't know if on a show with there's such a limited amount of reach anyway, I just I don't know if just having him go out there and being hot take guy or being a his version of hot take guy is Really going to matter
2: in the end, and I don't know if it really helps anybody. But hey, we'll see. Hey, listen, here's my question. All right, he said, "There's a lot that's bad, and nobody is safe." Right? Okay. Yeah. Are mm-hmm. we going to talk about? Are we going to talk about how Oni Lorkin wants to quit? Are we going to talk about how Sin Cara wants to quit? Are we going to talk about how stupid this Asuka thing is on Monday, where she's facing Natty tonight? In a non-title match, it was noted, even though none of them have a title. Like apparently, apparently, Natty can't win the tag titles in a singles match tonight. They're alerting me to that, so that's good to know. Are they, are they going to talk about how we got a Survivor Series show coming up in six days, and there's 14 TBA still to be announced? They can't even get their act together for that. Are we going to talk about this stuff? We're going to talk about Shorty G and how they took Chad Gable this wrestler who is super over in the King of the Ring, and then they beat him like a drum and change his name, and now he's not over at all? Are we going to talk about that? Because there's a lot he should talk about if this is the gimmick. You know he's not talking about that. Well, I'm not watching this show, then. I'll listen to my own show. Let's do some text messages here. Actually, you know what? Not, not even yet. i to talk about the Bash at the Beach. After WCW last held the event in 2000, and what a disaster that show was. <laughs> Thank God we're bringing it back. <laughs> the Bash of the Beach name is returning for AEW. It announced this morning, the Wednesday, January 15th edition of Dynamite will be named Bash at the Beach. show is taking place at the Wattsco Center in Coral Gables, Florida. Tickets go on sale Friday at noon Eastern. They also issued a press release announcing Bash of the Beach will be, quote, an unprecedented nine day experience for superfans that features two Dynamite shows, a cruise on board Chris Jericho's tricked-out party ship, and nonstop entertainment in between. It will include the January 22nd episode of Dynamite being filmed from Jericho's rock and wrestling Rager at Sea Cruise. I'll be there for that. Now, here's my question. So tickets are on sale. Oh, I see. The, the Jericho Cruise is sold out. So, if you're trying to buy tickets, you can't get on the cruise for the second show. You can just be part of this this Bash at the Beach thing. But there you go. Bash at the Beach, a nine-day. They even note it's for superfans. Go out there, two shows, a cruise if you've got tickets. Ha! It's going to be a time. Hopefully Russo's not there. I don't need another lawsuit being filed.
6: Made a lot of... uh... You know, they made a lot of headway off the backs of the traveling fan, off of the super fan. I mean, the all-out show, the all-in show. I mean, the basis was the the traveling fan, and this is the ultimate example of that. Is there a price tag that they're putting on this for the the ultimate experience for these
2: fans? I don't know. You just have to buy your tickets. Okay. This is not like a – listen, the cruise is sold out, so that part of the package is unavailable for everybody. Let me tell you something. Okay? I realize that I'm going on the cruise. So take that under consideration as I say this right here. I think this is awesome. Okay? I said months and months and months and months ago that I hope that AEW goes to Club LaVella. And I was pretty much told there's not much of a chance of AEW going to Club LaVella. But here's my point. That spring breakout show for Nitro was always so awesome. Even when this show was at the bottom of the barrel in the doldrums, it was still so much fun when they went to Club Lavella. I've always compared it to when I was a kid and when all of us were kids and we had to go to school every day and it was the same stuff every day and then every now and then you got to go on a field trip. and It was so much fun to get away from school and... And go somewhere. Go somewhere different. It didn't even matter where it was. I could have gone to, I don't know, the math museum. And I hate math. But at least I was away from school and doing something different. It was exciting and fun. I love when wrestling shows go somewhere else. Forget Club Lavella. I remember when they used to do primetime wrestling with Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan. And every now and then, they'd go somewhere. And they'd be in some wacky location, and they'd be hosting the show. It was so fun. And that's one of the things that's totally missing from WWE today. They're always in the same place. It doesn't even matter where they go. The set always looks the same. I mean, they they tell you what city they're in, but they, they may as well just be anywhere. I mean, I, I've been to Raw shows where there's 11,000 people. I've been to, Raw, I've been to SmackDown shows where there's 2,000 people. And they shoot it in such a way that you can't even tell the difference. You can kind of hear it when there's nobody in the building. But, I mean, every show looks exactly the same. I miss the days where a wrestling show would be from somewhere else. And AEW running a show from the Jericho Cruise, they're going to be on a boat. Okay? That's awesome. That's all I want is every now and then go somewhere fun. It makes the product seem different. It makes the product seem cool. That's what I want to see in my wrestling so I'm very excited that they're doing this show from the cruise and I'll be there which means you might be the one that goes in the pool uh, dude I'll do it I ain't gonna wrestle but I'll go in that pool you I'll sure get thrown in that wrestle? pool in the middle of the show what about Dave Dave ain't going in that pool
6: will he w- be wearing even though it's uh, you know it's a cruise
2: is he gonna be wearing the uh, the sweatshirt I'm sure he will he, dude if you think Dave doesn't if you if you don't think Dave understands that that sweatshirt's over, I got news for you. He's well aware. The sweatshirt is over? Yes. Everywhere yeah. he goes, people want to take a picture of him in his sweatshirt. And he's well aware of that, and he brings it everywhere because of that. All right, we're going to uh, head to a break here in a moment. We won't come back when it started into these text messages here, because I got, you know how many I got, Mike? How many did you get? A million of them. A million? So we got a lot to get into after the break. I got more news as well. I should add very quickly in the news that Nikki Cross is on the SmackDown team after I screamed and yelled and pitched a fit yesterday that they didn't announce that. Well, now they announced it after the show. So well, Nikki now, Cross has been added. Still got three days, uh, three shows left to change that. So we'll talk about that and so much more. Back in a moment, Wrestling Observer Live.
0: wait for Black Friday. Get Black Friday prices today at the Home Depot. Up to 40% off appliance special buys, plus up to 600 bucks in extra savings instantly on select appliances. No rebate. No hassle. Like a Whirlpool white top mount refrigerator for just $548. Over $180 off. Talk about holiday cheer. Black Friday savings early. Now at the Home Depot. More saving. More doing. U.S. only. While supplies last. These store for details valid through December 5th.
3: 800 439 7851. 800 439 7851. 800 439 7851. 800 439 7851. Hey Mike, how's the house coming along? <sighs> it needs a ton of work. The pipes are leaking. It needs a new roof. The AC just broke. I just don't have time to do it all myself. You know anyone? Oh, just ask HomeAdvisor. They match you with the best local pros for any home project. Cool. Yeah, you can read reviews and book appointments online. What's it cost? Actually, HomeAdvisor is always free to use. Nice. I'll check it out. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app. HomeAdvisor!
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi also of WrestlingObserver.com. Quick plug here. First says, Brian, where can I find the figure four WrestleMania tickets? Well, funny you should ask. If you go to F4WMania.brownpapertickets.com, that is F4W mania com. all the information is up there for everything that we have available and they are going quick we have a vip platinum which is 305 dollars with the service fee that gets you a meet and greet with myself and dave a q a with priority seating and a wrestlemania ticket in the f4w group section which is in the 100 level for 59.99 you can get the meet-and-greet and the Q&A with the priority seating, but no Mania ticket. And for general admission, its nine ninety nine. General admission to the Q&A that Dave and I are going to be doing the live mailbag. Coming up over Mania Weekend 2020. So all of those are available, and they will be gone quick. So if you want to grab a package, you need to do it now. f 4 So head up there. In fact, I will tweet that here in just a moment. Hopefully in the next
6: couple weeks I'll be revealing the information for when I'll be down there, when everybody can come and meet and greet and grab onto my package that I'll be offering down there as well, too. So I look forward to seeing
2: everybody down there and having them giving me money. Well, I'm going to tweet it right now. So if you want information, here's the info for FW WrestleMania Group ticket packages, Q&A, and more. It is on my Twitter At Brian Alvarez. It's going to be gone quick, so get going, everybody. All right, to the text messages and emails. This person here says, Hello, I'm from the land where every day is Rusev Day, Bulgaria. So for whatever this Rusev, Lashley, Lana story is worth, every single thing that happens in it is being reported by the biggest sports website in the country as news. They come up with headlines such as, Lana Cross the Line, Lana and Rusev Divorcing, etc. I find it hilarious because the last time Rusev got any real media coverage here was when he faced The Undertaker in that casket match, which was like one or two years ago. I guess stories like this are a draw to people who don't watch wrestling at all. So there you go. And by the way, they have these, if you've ever used Gmail, they've got that little thing at the bottom, There's every now and then there's an ad or whatever. There's a line here that's in Bulgarian, so this man is not telling me a story. This is the truth.
6: What other sporting events are taking place there right now? Is basketball season not heated up? I mean, wrestling. Uh, there's what are the other major sports in Bulgaria where I don't know. This, Lana and Rusev are taking
2: precedence in the in the uh, Bulgarian sporting press. This person here says, well, the Daniel Bryan Fiend match have the stupid red lighting. I would like to think they did it in matches with Seth because it was Hell in a Cell and a rematch of Hell in a Cell. My friend, they have been doing this red lighting in dark matches and I believe house shows. It ain't going away at the moment. So unless there's a change, there will be your goofy red lighting for that Fiend versus Daniel Bryan match. And yes, I agree. It sucks. This person here says, Zia Lee is going to be so great. It was obvious the moment that she missed that kick to Aaliyah by a mile. But solely because of the way she sold, quote, I need to pretend I'm happy, but I'm actually really concerned and upset afterwards, she convinced everyone she actually busted her open. Well, she didn't miss. Aaliyah blocked it. And for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, on Wednesday, it was Aaliyah versus... Zia Lee. Zia Lee throws a kick and Aaliyah goes down and she grabs her nose. They go to the finish. The trainer rushes in. He's got a towel. He tends to her. There's blood all over the towel. It's just brutal. And I'm watching it. I thought, dude, she blocked that kick. So I rewatched it. And what I presumed at the time was that she blocked the kick. But Zia kicked Aaliyah's forearms into her own face and busted her nose open. So then the next day, I had some people messaging me going, "Dude, I don't think that was real. Like, check out the doctor. He's got a nice, he's got a nicely folded white towel. He comes into the ring, and all of a sudden there's like blood all over the face, all over the place. So, as it turns out, it was in fact worked." She did not bust her nose open. I guess I guess Aaliyah's taken time off to get work done on her nose, and so they shot this angle to explain why she's leaving and why she's going to come back, and her nose isn't going to look the same. So that's why they did that, which was very clever, I might add. It fooled me, so well, there you go. Didn't do a masterful job with the makeup
6: afterwards, with the sad face picture that she had of... Uh, ketchup spread on her nose. It wasn't ketchup, obviously. They, they, they did a little makeup work there, but...
2: You know what's funny about that, by the way? What? So, that is actually when I knew that it wasn't real. Yeah. Because it wasn't, it wasn't so much that it was a bad makeup job, but, like, if you've ever in history (laughs) seen the photos of people after they actually get busted (laughs) open legit in wrestling, they're always smiling. They're like, hey, look at the giant gash I got. Always, Aaliyah's picture. She's backstage with blood on her nose, and she's she's got her face all crumpled up. And I'm like, come on, give me a break. Well, like, if she it. really got busted open, she would be proud of it, and she'd be smiling for the picture. That's when well, I knew. I, this I, was her.
6: I, well, I'll say this: I don't know if she'll be proud of it, but I will also say that I don't know if one of. Uh, and again, everybody has got a different. Uh, sense of their vanity, but there are some women, I'm sure, that if they would have gotten busted in their nose, I don't care what it is, they would not be posing for it. They might be selling it and saying, hey, you know, they might sell the story, but they absolutely would not be getting their picture taken with it. You know, not everybody is the same that way, and I don't know how Ali is, but what she suffered from that night was just the obvious of Mia Yim, when you actually have You know, real life that supersedes your storylines there and actually busted her face open and had a far more brutal night, which just unfortunately for Aliyah just pushed her night
2: right into the shadows. This person here says, Asuka has to take on Natty so she can get her win back. Well, I'm sure that that's very likely what's happening here. But that does beg the question. I don't even know why I bother. So they did Asuka and Charlotte. Against the Kabuki Warriors. And Natty... Is that what I said? Natty and Charlotte? Natty and Charlotte versus the Kabuki Warriors. Natty tapped out Asuka. Why did she do that, everybody? Mm. Well, the reason that she did that was because they wanted to keep her momentum going after her momentous match at Crown Jewel. Mm. So you're telling me that you screwed everything up. You turned this into... A farce. And now, two weeks later, you're just going to have Asuka beat Natty? That's the plan? This whole thing is a disaster. They should have just <laughs> let it go. I mean, I would have been mad if they let it go, but like they screwed it up. Now they're just making it worse. They should have just let it go.
6: Go. How is that any different than anything else they do or they, they drop it the next week or they change it on the whims and it's just fits in with another one. It just happens to be that with people that Some folks like more than others. You know, if it happens with a Baron Corbin or a Dolph Ziggler, some people may roll their eyes. But when Asuka or Kari Sane or somebody like that is involved, somebody new, somebody that, you know, gets under people's skin anyway, that they're not being treated in the way that they would like them to be,
2: then it just always makes it a little bit worse. So it's just a little extra thorn in your side. This person says, Why did Punk in his tweet tag Tony Khan? Well, he wants you to think. And maybe he will. I don't know, but they haven't, they haven't done it yet. But he wants you to think that he's going to be talking about AEW on WWE backstage. Of course, and talking
6: heads, we'll, baby. You got to fire it up here. We'll find and out if that is, happens. That's all I'll this say. St. Lucas Oil Off Road Racing or the Still Timber Motorsports. This is a serious business show here. The WWE, what's it called? Backstage Attitude. Backstage, what is it? WWE Whatever backstage. it is, it's big time. It's it's big things are happening there. Hot talk. Hot conversations, deep inside details. When is The Miz going to be back on and, and quizzing people again? When, when when, are we going to see Paige get on the inside of some of
2: these stories that are taking place? Can't wait. This person here says, maybe The Fiend will be in blue light now since he cares about his brand. Hey, maybe he will. I, had, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. It's possible. Or you know what? Maybe they won't have this stupid lighting. How about that? Bring back the Sin Cara lighting? Yeah, there's
6: an extra shot against him. Have the fiend come out with a trampoline, too. This person here I can't says, take any of this seriously. Do I have to watch tonight? Yeah, of course you do.
2: <sighs> this person says, NXT on Survivor Series is a lose-lose. If they don't lose, if they don't... Then they losing. I'm not quite... I need, to, I need to read this again. Let me read this one instead. you got to confront Dave on his AEW New Japan blind spot. Thinking it's 100% Jericho beats Tanahashi because he's the champion of a promotion that played a video, basically calling them the devil and saying they were keeping Kenny's friends hostage, is ridiculous. I can see it if it's about Ghetto's friendship with Jericho, but they're not booking one of Tanahashi's last big dome matches around AEW.
6: I want Kenny on this show. I want to talk to him. Well, I have questions about Kenny. In New Japan and this whole relationship, and I think I would be a good person to ask him some of these questions. So, Kenny, maybe we'll Uh, see what we can do. Tony, if you'd like to appear on the show as well too, I would love to because he brought up uh, Trent uh, in the backstage uh, uh, when he was talking about uh, Trent and and Chuck Taylor coming over from New Japan and how Trent has has done very well and. He seemed like he wanted to add some more into that after talking about getting Trent away from Japan and 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 had some 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 dander kind of went up there and on the back of his some, some hair stood up on the back of his neck when referring to Japan. So I'd like to know exactly what it is. I want to pry this information out of him. Then maybe I can get a spot on WWE backstage.
2: You know, let me tell you something about Dave. Okay, I don't know if you've ever listened to Observer Radio before, I have. but sometimes. I deal in absolutes, okay? Mm -hmm. I will say this absolutely is not going to happen. And Dave will say, well, maybe it's going to happen. All right? Am I wrong? You are not wrong. Okay. Well, when Dave was talking about Chris Jericho and Hiroshi Tanahashi, Dave Meltzer was dealing in absolutes. He did not say... I would be surprised if Jericho lost his AEW champion to Hiroshi Tanahashi. He flat out said, he declared a declarative statement. If Chris Jericho is AEW champion, he is not losing to Tanahashi. So that sounds to me, my friend, like if Chris Jericho is AEW champion, he is not losing to Hiroshi Tanahashi. Now... if Why you get mad he? about that, I mean you can get mad about that or whatever, but that's just what happened. So, I mean if something else happens in the dome then we can go after Dave this for his declarative an statement, but
6: this isn't Okada now with the belt. This isn't Tanahashi a couple years ago with the belt. Like all I want to see on the Tokyo Dome is the only thing I've wanted to see when it looked like those two were going to tease with each other way back, like a great match. That's all I'm looking for. I don't want to see the AEW title on the line. I don't care if Tanahashi gets the shot. I don't care whatever the deal is with Jericho in that belt. That ceases when he walks in the Tokyo Dome. The only thing I want to see is two old pros have a kick-ass match. That should all be anybody wants to see. Who cares about the affiliations when it comes to just that match?
2: This person says, I used to laugh when you would say that WWE is messing with you, Brian, but starting starting to really feel that way. You don't, you don't say. And he says, as someone who switches back and forth between the two, I am so over WWE content by Wednesday that I am fine with catching up with NXT later. Well, hey, at least you catch up with it later, yeah. because that does work in the in the plus seven ratings, plus three and plus seven. So. Back in a moment with more, everybody, Wrestling Observer Live. To the people who thought I was gonna gon' flap. Yellow party the reason I ain't gonna stop. Guess the eyes open hard until I plot. Came from the bottom and now I'm standing on top. I had dreams and now they all comin' true.
3: Not too long ago it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America.
0: Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. That's 800-984-4207
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Back on the show, Brian Elber is here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. This person says, what are the chances Jericho ends up in the pool at Bash at the Beach? I hope high. Yeah. I sure hope so. I'll show up, put him in there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I would. Get out of here. I would, too. Every single week, this person says, I've forgotten SmackDown is on Fridays until it's already on.
6: (laughs) Oh, no. That's...
2: I don't forget. Maybe you just don't want to watch the show then,
6: sir or ma'am, who is forgetting about this. Maybe you should just forget about it altogether. If you haven't caught up with it by now, I think that it's pretty much over. You can just watch the extended highlights if
2: you're upset about missing something. This person says, Is it too far-fetched to think that Triple H could be the last member on Team NXT? I will not deal in absolutes here. Mm. I think it's unlikely, but I don't think it's impossible. Oh man, Uncle Paul's got to save
6: the day for the fam. It's like a Hallmark special coming up on Christmas. And by the way, what do you mean last
2: member? We need every member. That's yeah. it. Sir correctly. With the other 13. Maybe he could be all five.
6: <laughs> what different incarnations or is he
2: nah, going back to being that small like, again? Just like the year 2001. He's just he's just he will beat everybody by himself. Quintuple. He'll, H. he'll submit 14 guys or beat or 11 nine other whatever. 10 other guys. Or says, any chance we see Pat McAfee on commentary again soon? He's awesome. He was awesome during the NXT Invasion. How has Pat breakdown. McAfee not been in a battle royal or something like that? I don't know. I don't know what Vince thought of the guy. I mean, he was so different from any other commentator they've got. When they did a spot and he claimed that they fell from 20 feet when they fell off the top rope, I was I like, it. what is Vince thinking right now? He is a... McAfee
6: is one of those people who I probably would get driven nuts with hanging out with, you know, for an extended period of time. But he is, if nothing else, he is damn sure infectious, and he was at least a different spin of, of compared to some of the other characters they've had out there holding the microphone.
2: At a time, everybody, I want to thank Mike as always, callers and listeners, everybody in the studio. Talk to you again later on today. Filthy Tom and Observer Radio, only for subscribers at WrestlingObserver.com. Talk to you tomorrow, Wrestling Observer Live.